Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rambold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. We have to get things in order so God can bless us. Once we get things in order, the blessings of God will come upon us. Until we do. You ever heard that story about making funny smells in the wind? God has loved me. I'm behaving myself so far this weekend. That's all that's going on. You're just making funny, funny noises in the wind. Okay. Now uh, let's go on. I'm going to try to get another scripture in here before we before we uh, stop. Mark 11:20. But you see, it's all in part of the preparation. It's part of you getting an idea. Once you grasp onto this thing, once you begin to see it work, you're going to want to work it again and again and again and again. And then you, we are all preachers of righteousness. Then you're going to be able to teach the material to somebody else. That's what's going to cause this thing. See, I've said numbers of times, this thing that we're growing, 160-some here this weekend. Let me tell you something. As you learn this material, as we got people coming in, you're going to be used. You're going to be used to teach this material. There's not just a frozen, chosen prophet here that, that bless God, well, I'm going to teach them. Uh, dear God in heaven, I've, you know, you're going to get it like this, and then the, everybody else is going to take it and teach into it. But that's the way this thing's going to work. Can you imagine if each one of you in this room had 10,000 people? He said, oh, that can't be. Oh, yeah, well, tell that to the Lord. But see, God can't use you, as I was speaking before, as to the place where we're at now. You're going to have to become a man. You're going to have to take control. And you're going to have to make sure that your children, bless God, are disciplined. Because if they're not, you ain't going to get there with this prophet. So you, you need to take that home, folks. This is, this is serious stuff. You know, there's, there's not many. In fact, this is probably the first serious point that we've really come to in what's been, what, going on four years maybe, three, three, four, four years, four years. And now we're here, and now what you've got to understand is the only way that I can move you forward is together, together, together. Now, as I said, I'm not, gonna, I'm not willing to sacrifice Everybody in this room for a few. Now, don't misunderstand the statement. I'm not standing up here having something to say to scare somebody. I'm talking realities, all right? Some of you are working on it. Some of you are telling stories to me that's making me just beam like a proud papa. And there's others of you sitting out there that, as I said, you're afraid to look cross-eyed at your, at your, at your wife because she may jump up and just beat the tar out of you. You better get a bigger club, is all I can tell you. <laughs> I just had to say that, okay? I just had to say it. Well, you know something? The Lord God loves us anyway. Amen? Oh, yeah, he did. Okay. So, in 24 there, I say unto you, 
Well, it took a long time. You, I gave you plenty of time to find it, though, didn't I? You had to look in the front of the book. You could look there and then still find it. Ah, come on. Okay. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. The conclusion of where I started back then. That's the key. Now, when you go back, and I want you to turn back over into the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and we're going we're gonna to read 10 through 18. I'm going to tie some of this. I know I went through that scripture last night, but I want you now to listen, maybe look at this just a little bit differently. Ephesians six ten through 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Don't be strong within yourself, but in the power of his might. Strong in the Lord. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, why is Paul telling us that, we'll, in other words, what he's really saying here, if you don't have on the whole armor, you cannot stand against the wiles of the attacks of the devil. That's what he's saying. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against principal wickedness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. How many of us understand that we're coming to the evil day? Okay? You'll be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. In other words, stick with your guns. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with the truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherein that you're able to, to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Not just part of them, but all of them. And take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of, the, the word of God, praying always with prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching whereunto with all... Uh, uh, uh. Now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop, but I'm going to back up here. When he's talking about supplication, all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, you know, one of the things that I was asked by the, uh, the rabbis in Israel, Jerusalem, what do you people believe? He said, you, you listen to one group and this is what it's all about and everybody else is going to go to hell if they don't believe the way they believe. And He said, how many sects of all that is there, there in America? I said, a God. He said, well, what do you believe? I said, I don't know. They don't know. But we believe something. Now, maybe you can get a mark for believing something. I don't know. But when it came down to realizing, and I heard a man, oh, I don't know, two or three years ago say that you were not to pray when you went to prayer in the Spirit. Now, folks, that's contrary to everything that is talked about in, in your prayer language. Everything. We've got part of the church that bless God that believes that you pray in tongues, that you're baptized uh, in the Holy Ghost. We have a large portion of the church that says, no, that's gibberish, and it's not true, and you shouldn't do it. But the truth is, if you've learned anything thus far, you've got to understand somehow we need to do more contacting over on this side, the spirit, supernatural side, than we do over on this side, the you side. And the pr provision for that was to learn to pray in the Spirit. 
And I have heard through the years so many definitions by people that believe that they're praying in the Spirit when they pray to the Lord. Well, that's, that's praying in the Spirit. That's not what the book says. That's not, what, that, that, that's not the indication that we get through the Scripture. But here we are told, bless God, that we are to do what? That we are to put on the whole armor. Now, Donna does a, a, a grand teaching talking about the armor, and that can be got back there. I'm not going to go through that. But each one of these signifies protection and victory. The thing that I've always said about the armor of God, it is only for frontal assault. There is no weaponry for back here. That's when you're running away and they're firing the fiery darts. No, it's only for this going forward, the sword, the shield, the helmet, and the rest. Okay? Most of what the, I think uh, most of the church would have liked it if God would have given for the retreat thing and had armor for the backside, okay? We'll take that no further this morning either. Hallelujah. Okay, the object of taking the whole armor of God, huh? You can then enter into an effective prayer life, an effective walk here on this earth with the Lord God in Yeshua's name against all the powers of darkness. And, And brothers and sisters, the key is to understand that. Okay? Now, you have to learn to deal with the power that's behind the problem, which is, is darkness. Again, if, you, if you've never taught or been taught that Satan is real, if you've never been taught that, bless God, that this thing is, is uh, far, far, far deeper than the proverbial eye can see, well, you, you're going to, you, you know, again, you're going to learn something. 1 Corinthians 14, 14, 14, 14. It says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. You know, I've told people to come and pray, say, I'm going to pray for you, prophet. I said, then you pray for me in the spirit. I don't want you praying for me for what you think that God wants me to do, have, or anything else. You just pray for me in tongues, and the rest of it will take care of itself. But I don't want you praying for me. If you're going to do it in English, if you're here, if you're somewhere else in your national tongue, don't do that. Because, you see, Paul was teaching us a defensive mechanism, okay? Something that blessed God that was going to give us an advantage, a leg up. Now, isn't it something that the very thing that Paul was trying to teach us us to give us that leg up, the church come along and said, uh, that's not a God. That's a bunch of poor people and uh, a Pentecostal. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what took place. That darkness penetrated. And then, then you've heard me say for what? For the years we've been together, the church should have stood up and done a lot of things. The church has set on its lower end posterior, done nothing but build their own kingdoms, and bless God, now we're in trouble. The reason the church couldn't stand up is because they were succumbing unto the powers of darkness, not even knowing it. Now, somebody asked me one time, said, well, okay, prophet, let, let, let's just say that you're right, and I am. Just, just how, would you, uh, how would you handle that if you would have been back there in the 50s and 
when all this stuff was going on, the Baptists were fighting, the Pentecostals were, you know, blah, 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 all that was taking on. That wouldn't be too tough. Well, what would you do? I'd draw a line in the sand. Those of you that are with Korah, you get over there. Those of you that are are with me, you get over here. I said, the earth may not open up and swallow them up, but they would die way before their time. The problem with you and I is relatively simple. If there is not fear, we don't do anything. Can I say that one more time? If there's no fear, and there isn't of God, you remember the charismatics come along? Oh, you don't fear God, you reverence Him. That's my big brother Jesus. And me and my big brother Jesus was just discussing the other day. And folks, that's what was going on. But if, in fact, there had been real prophets walking this earth at that time, that the church would have adhered unto, if it need be, there would have been some of them have died and gone to a grave and would have been pronounced in front of the congregation that it was going to have happened, then it would have happened. The rest of them would have more than likely than not got in line. My Lord, God's not like that. Well, what happened to Cor and all them people? What, what happened there? Somebody other said the other day, said, I heard you, you, you can curse. I said, you bet I can. Dogs, cats, cows, storms, people. Well, that's not a God. I said, then you, you, go, tell, you go tell God that. What, what Elisha do? See, they call me an Old Testament prophet. You know why? Because that's what I am likened to, because that's the way the anointing flows through me. She-bear come out of the woods and ate those kids. Can you imagine what them parents thought? I don't care if he was a prophet or not a prophet. They was going to hang him. Well, did, did God get all after him? No. Part of the anointing. One side of what I swing will bless the socks of you. The other side will curse you. And that's the way it works. There's no other way. And, and, and see, because you have been so used to knowing nothing but a, a pastor... Many of you here today cannot fathom, you can't fathom that there could be a man walking the face of this earth could get on his face before God or walk up to you and point his finger and say, you get your house in order, you're going to die, and I will piss on your grave. Cannot fathom that. But I'm telling you, you're looking at one. I have had to do it in the past, and no doubt I will have to do it in the future. It's not something that I do that I like. I, 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 in fact, I almost get physically sick before I go do it. But you see, God has got to have some way to wake you up, to get you to understand this is not about you. It is about Him. It is about a living God that didn't come to you to ask if you could make the rules. Didn't come. He dictated to you. And in turn, I dictate to you. People love it because I tell people, this is no democracy. It's a dictatorship. I'm the dictator. Oh, my, my, we live in America. Oh, wait, wait till this afternoon or tonight. We're going to talk about some of the events right now going on right out here in Washington, D.C. Things that I have already prophesied have already come to pass. God help us all.
But it's not about us. It's about a God said, let there be light. It's about a God that said, I am, that I am. He's not a God that wants or cares about opinions. He could care less what you think. The only thing that moves him is what you do with his holy word, if you do it correctly. Okay? Pray in the Spirit. Some of you here, we've, you know, it's astounded me that we've had so many get filled with the Holy Ghost over the last, uh, what, three or four quarters. If you're here and you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, never spoke in a different tongue, language, spirit, same spirit, but in the Spirit, then tonight we're going to give you an opportunity to be filled with the Holy Ghost. But it, it, see, some, some uh, no, 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 no. Most of uh, this thing that's called uh, the Messianic movement, uh, number one, there's no real prophets involved, and that's not good. I mean, that, that's the first thing. It can't work. Second thing of it is they're most of them Baptist. Very few are baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you something. With everything that God has done through transitioning the church as I teach, as we teach, bless God, that was one of the very prevalent things in which God brought forth to that generation. We call it the Pentecostal renewal, if you'll remember. Now, to, to turn around and to deny that, and I, and I can't tell you, and I stand here and some of you in this room because you're obviously interested in things that uh, you try to attach to Judaism and, and they ain't, they're attached to God, okay? Uh, Sabbath is not a Jewish thing. Sabbath is a godly thing. Given to the world, not just to the Jews, okay? And, uh, uh, you know, guys, you, you, can't, you can't do that. I, I told a, a couple of these guys, oh, well, one of them, anyway, that if I was to mention the name, you'd know very, very well. And I, told, I said, brother, it can't work without the Holy Ghost. I said, you're a Baptist. I said, you wandered off somewhere and got yourself some books or went to a few meetings, and then because you got a gift to be able to teach, you're teaching it. I said, I could do that about Santa Claus and Christmas to the, to the Orthodox if they'd listen, okay? But that, that, that doesn't mean that it's going to work. A ministry without power, listen to me, is nothing. It is absolutely nothing. If I was to have the angel appear to me today and say the anointing will no longer work in the ministry, I would quit. I would take my stripes upon that day and say, it's over. I live for the anointing. It is a drug to me. I don't know what heroin's like. It's heroin to me. But I strive. Every year, you can be more than you are with God. Every year, the anointing should strengthen and there's never going to be a point in time where it doesn't unless you stifle it. And see, if you would look at your lives sitting here today, this morning, and you could put it up on a big screen and God lets you see it, has things developed? Is the anointing developed in your life since you've been around me? If it has, praise God. If it hadn't, you want to know something? You've got a problem. And it's not me. It's sure not God's Word, but it's you. And see where I'm at? I'm tr- now I'm trying to get you to look at you. I, I, you know, I, I, don't be looking at your wife. Wives, don't be looking at your husband. Don't be looking at the kids. Don't be looking at the, you know, the brothers, the sisters, and everybody else. Look at yourselves. But it's a must. 
It's a must. If you are going to win, you are going to have to do something. You are going to have to bless God. You're going to have to pray in the Spirit. And that's, and that's exactly what he said. For if you pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. And you want your spirit to pray. Why? Because your spirit knows exactly what you need. Your spirit is in operation 24 hours a day. That's the reason you need to pray and always pray before you go to sleep at night. You petition God through the name of His Son, Yeshua. Give your spirit something to work with, and your spirit will work all night long trying to work that out with God. That's the reason sometimes you wake up in the morning and go, Oh, now I know what I'm supposed to do. You're patting yourself on the back as you go to the toilet. Don't be too quick to pat yourself on the back. That's the way this works. But you see, because you're working it, sometimes you work this thing properly, you don't know that you're working it properly, and bless God again, who do you think's doing it? Me. No, dummy, it's not me, it's him. You just happen to stumble over here and get into this thing, and, and you did something right, and it worked, and you're going, <laughs> all i got to do is what? I do nothing. Pray in an unknown tongue. The Bible teaches that you're praying the perfect prayer because your spirit knows what you need. Your flesh is selfish, it's dirty, it's corrupted in itself, but your spirit is pure. Because your spirit is going to do what? It says that that prayer goes straight to the throne room of God. The prayer that you're praying, you're praying what you need, not what you want, not what you think you need to have. And folks, that is the greatest offensive, defensive weapon imaginable against the other side over there of darkness. But again, darkness knows. See, darkness doesn't want anybody praying in the Spirit. They make all kind of funny. Well, that's gibberish. I never heard anything like that. What does it mean? You're supposed to be talking in the language of another nation. Look in the book of Acts. Pray in the Spirit. Well, I don't know how. I mean, I want to make sure it's really God. We just got into this not long ago. And, and, I, and I finally said, I said, just shut up. I said, bless God, understand something. You're, you're playing into the hands of the devil. I don't care if you say boo-boo, hoo-hoo, and what-what. Say something, bless God, that's not English. Say it loud enough, bless God, that I can hear it so I know you're making an attempt. Well, isn't that kind of, that's not kind of anything. Once you can break by, what is that? They have bought into this lie over here. They bought into this idea that, bless God, that, 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 well, I don't want to be wrong. Great self-righteous demon that is. So I'm not going to do it unless I understand it. How many of you thought that before? Well, I'm not going to pray in those silly tongues unless I understand exactly what I'm saying. And I'm going to stand there. God's going to grab my tongue. He's going to wag it. He's going to take my vocal cords and vibrate them. And they're going to... And that's the way a lot of us think that this thing comes down. It's a gift from God. It is a power source from God. And Satan stole it from most of the church. Why? Because Satan got you to look through what? What did I go through? I went through the five senses. God would have never given the five senses to man if in fact he thought we would have been able to operate with the Spirit. But he was, as he always has been, so, so knowledgeable from the beginning to the end that he knew we were going to be able to do it. So that's where you got five senses. Those that operate in the spirit side, 
They don't do that. See, I hear the telephone ring before it rings. Oh, you're weird. Yeah, I know that. Such and such will be calling here in just a minute. Five minutes or such and such. What's that all about? That's the other side. That's the other side. But see, you still need to hear the telephone ring. You shut folks. The reason it's got a ringer on it, so my my sense of hearing, so I can pick up the phone. But if you could hear the uh, if you could hear the spirit of God say such and such is going to call you here in a few minutes. You tell them this when they call. This is what they're calling about. I've already heard the the phone ring. Can you understand the difference? Some of you are looking at me like a dog with a new bowl. That's the difference between the world that you live in and the world that I operate over into. Can you do this? Absolutely without a turn away from it. You can do it. But you can't do it. And folks, this is the thing from the very beginning that I have desperately desperately tried to get you to understand. You can't do it where you're at today. Or you would be already doing it. And yet Satan has stolen from some that have come. Because why? Satan doesn't want you to understand how to do this. Somebody said, well, I don't know. I want to be a freak like that anyway. Know when the phone rings rings and what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, you do. You may not know it yet, but you do. You see, that is all part of the makeup of which God gave unto us. Why? We are first what? Spirit. We belong to that world. Once we give up the ghost, we go back over into that world. We were made, we were developed, we were given the knowledge to be able to work into that world before one day it is the only world that we'll be in. Does that make any sense to you? It does to me. There's no, there's no, well, now, I just, uh, now, well, I mean, it's working good, but I mean, now, you know, you're talking about the men being the, being the men of the family. My husband, he won't have anything to do with this. So, I prophesied in the beginning that there would be people that would give up and would have to, would divorce by their own will, not but what I've got to say. Because you're going to be forced into a corner, and you might as well understand that. You're either in or you're out. Some of you have got some real hard decisions that one day you're going to have to make. That's the reason that I'd suggest that you get on the, get on the, get on the right and a righteous road here, and start pushing this thing in the corner. And there's uh, one or two of you brothers out here that's had to do that. And there will be others that will do it. It's life and death unto those, bless God, that either find it life, death to those that don't. Is everybody going to believe this? No, they're not. All the family? No, I'm sorry, they won't. I wish that it was not that way, but it is that way. All right, let's, uh, let's go on because I'd like to finish up just a little bit of this here before we end. Isaiah 43. And boy, Isaiah here in the 43rd chapter really, really had some interesting things to, uh, things to say. 43, 25, and 26. Even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Now, you know, that's really interesting. And, and, and the Hebrew here is exactly the same. That he said, for my own sake. I'm, I'm blotting out the transgressions and the sins for my own sake. Now, the, it, now, here's a secret. 
Okay, here's the secret of God. God needs us. God needs us. You know, there was times he got the dog on Pete at us that, that, that the dog on Moses said, stand back, I'm going to kill them all. Moses said, oh God, you can't do that. You just cannot do that. And it says that God repented. <laughs> Thank God he did. But he said, I do it for my own sake. Why? Because we are his creation and he is our creator. And he wants us to depend upon him. What is going to make Israel turn the heads of every nation on the face of this earth after we collect, train, and take back the ten lost tribes is because the blessings of God are going to be so abundantly upon us that the world can't deny it. Somebody said, well, do you think then that maybe the church will... I think, as I said last night, the church is going to start moving closer and closer to this because you, no one in this room, I don't think, will disagree with me. Church is not working like it did in the book of Acts. Hasn't for centuries and centuries. You, you know, Abe Lincoln said you can, you, know, you can fool some of the people all the time, all the people part of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. And now we got to a point where the church is either going to have put up or shut up. And I keep pushing the church further and further into a corner, and I keep saying to them, show me by the Scriptures that I'm wrong, and they can't do that. They can't do that. Listen to the latter part of this. 25. Put me in remembrance. And brothers and sisters, that is very, very, very important to understand that that's what he's commanding, that's what he is telling us to do. Let us plead together. Notice you're not by yourself. If you'll work this thing, then he can put the angelic, the angelic force in operation in your behalf. But let us plead together. It's not you, your ideas of religion. It's not you, and bless God, you, oh, poor old me. God doesn't, God does not, uh, bless God, bring any kind of blessings on people that think they can pity themselves and God feels sorry for you. God does not feel sorry for you. Why? He made provision for us. Now, now, now I'm going to tell you what is just starting to happen. I'm just now starting to hear a few people email and say, I'm really mad at the church for not teaching us this stuff. And that's who you ought to be mad at. But you see, the church succumbed to darkness and didn't know it. A lot of the ministry today is being, bless God, dictated to, thinking it's God, as I told you last night, and it's not. Familiar spirits is in operation. You should come up in arms. You should, bless God, uh, ask the church the question, why have you lied to us about such things as the infillment of the Holy Ghost? Such things as some false rapture theory that, bless God, was brought about by a pastor. Only revelation knowledge comes through who? The prophets. The major prophets of God. No other way. No down in the basement and I prayed last night, ate pizza and I saw the world come to an end. That doesn't count with God. It is ordination from the foundations of this world. It's men and women that have gone through pure hell. 
that have had to face death over and over again, that's had to stand upon the principles of this holy word to live. And then some mealy-mouthed character. I said, well, who do you sit on? Well, nobody. Nobody. I've just been around, brother. God leads me everywhere. Oh, okay, okay. I said, now I said, well, well, he said, let me tell you about this dream I had here five years ago. He said, it'll prove to you I'm a real prophet. I said, it don't prove me nothing. Get out of here. Get out of here. There's more to a real prophet than having a dream or a visitation. There's more to it than that. And bless God, the church didn't want... Why? Because everybody wants to be notified by other people that they are some great one of God. To whom much is given, much is required. And if you ever get there, you won't be... Oh, look at me. You'll be, oh, dear God in heaven, is there any more? What else are you going to require of me? What else are you going to put me through? Because remember, Lord... The only thing that I wanted was to get me and mine to heaven. I didn't want the responsibility. I have the responsibility of you. I am responsible to tell you the truth, whether you like it or you don't like it. I will stand before the throne room of God, and I will give account for every person that's ever sat under the ministry of this prophet. That's the reason I say, get in or get out. I don't have time to babysit or anything else. Get out! And leave me alone. People say, oh, I don't like talk like that. Yeah, but you'd like to raise the dead one day, wouldn't you? See, they come to me and they, that's what they, well, you don't, shouldn't talk. You ever raised the dead? No. I said, shut up. You ever seen 100,000 people be given, no, shut up. Maybe you should be a little bit more like me instead of a little less critical about me. But I don't know whether I like you or not. You'll learn to love me before this is over. You'll learn to hang on to the tassels of this old prophet like, you, like, like you've uh, crazy glued your fingers to him. We're getting ready to go for a real ride, folks, and this is real. This isn't a game. It isn't something to try to see, oh, get the jollies out of. This is it. This is God formulating his army. And there's some rules. See, y'all aren't even in boot camp yet. But there are some rules that you're going to have to adhere to to even get in the boot camp of this thing. And if you're not willing, see, that's what God's doing now. He's cutting, he's cutting, he's cutting out those that aren't going to make it. Do you think God knows the ones of you going to make it not? He does. He knows the end, the, the end from the beginning. The beginning from the end. He's God. Some of you have been here sent by Satan to me. That don't bother me now. I can whip Satan. Learned to do that years ago. Now listen. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou. We have to declare that thou mayest be justified. The only way you're going to get justified by or from God is to be able to do what? Do it exactly this way. Put him in remember. God, do you remember? I'm all the time saying, God, do you remember when I was in, uh, in, 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 in the Philippines? God, do you, do you remember when I was in Africa? You remember that time when, bless God, we didn't have any, any tire uh, to put on the car? 
Well, God, I need the same kind of a miracle right now that I have. Remember that, Lord. Remember me. That I am the servant that you ordained. Remember me, Lord, because I am, because you are. That's heavy stuff. Most people say to me, I wouldn't dare talk to God like you do. You will. You have rights. And when he says, put me to remembrance, you don't ever be backward about it. That's what he wants. That will justify you in the end with him. He likes that. He wants to be reminded. Any father wants to be reminded of, of his children and the things that they did that were, that were pleasing unto him. And you're no different. I'm no different with our Heavenly Father. He, he likes it. He wants that to happen. Anybody learn anything? It isn't whether you will make it. It's whether you're going to make it and you're going to. If you have the desire, and if you're willing to give this side, which was what? Again, the carnal side? Sorry. This afternoon I'll try to use you as the carnal. Remind me. Ah, prophet, we were carnal this morning. Let's... But that's all that's beating you. It's because you weren't ever told all the truth. You got part truths. You were never told how you could operate. You've never been able to be uh, taught into depth so that you could operate. And here we stand at a place that God is saying, boys and girls, we're about to see one of, or if not the greatest move of God, definitely the greatest move since Christ coming to this earth in this last day. And we have been chosen. See, don't, don't let the devil steal that from you. And I tried to say last night, and I'll tell you why. If in your heart you have said, yes, this is my destiny, what's your destiny if you leave here? There isn't any. You're going to just aimlessly wander around like most of you have been doing most of your life anyway, bumping into spiritual walls and trying to play your spiritual games. And the end, you're going to be just like you are right now here today. Destiny is not something that, bless God, that, 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 that you can change. You can only find it. You can turn loose of it, but you can't change it. You can't say, oh, well, that was my destiny. And see, again, this is what's wrong with the church today. Well, that was my destiny yesterday. My destiny today, because, I mean, I've, I've, I've got a little weary in all this stuff. I mean, I, uh, you think that moves God? See, God can only... Uh, act and interact with you by the truth of His Word. Again, your opinion, your feelings, and uh, feel sorry for me. Lord. He pays no attention to any of that, folks. And the sooner you can get past that, the sooner you can get on to things with God. The sooner you can get past the thing saying God's going to wink at your sin and your problem and your whatever in your family and your life. I'm telling you what, you, uh, you people are living in some kind of a fantasy world. Because it hasn't, it, see, that hasn't proven out to you to date. So why don't, try, why don't you try to change this thing and watch it turn out so then you can say, well, what's next? What's next, okay? Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us 
at the website www.jewishprophet.com and you can find out again all this material that you're hearing taught every day every week folks you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life you know what you can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com we'll be praying for your prayer requests shalom until tomorrow and remember with god all things are possible Thank 